another episode of Disputed, where two fictional characters go head-to-head, armed with only their advocates, and you will decide the outcome. Everything is disputed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Ah, oh, man, it's good to see you again. It's been uh, it's been a couple of weeks, uh, exactly a couple of weeks. So yes, 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 <laughs> exactly two um, weeks. Man, it has been it has been amazing uh, these last two weeks. Um, but before we get into uh, last last episode, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend? I shall. Hey, nerds! I'm Damon, father of two, husband of one, aka the spectacular Blackula. You may know me from such podcasts as Demond Does, A Different World Pod, Ten Phony Punches, and In the Stack, The Library Podcast. And my co-host partner who does not sparkle in the sunlight, but, sh- but his soul shines bright <laughs> like a diamond. Tell him what your name is. Welcome back again, friends. I'm Dean, the Troy McClure of podcasting. You may know me from such podcasts as How Are You Now, The Boondocks, Podskier, and Holy Shit, Dean started another podcast. Welcome back, everybody. How's it going, DeMond? I am fabulous. Fantastic. As our as was our last episode, um, this was our largest turnout so far for voting. Uh, yeah. 20 votes. Uh, so, um, Ethan Hunt, 65% over James Bond, uh, 35%. So, uh you know, James Bond dropped really quickly initially, caught up a little bit, but was not able to uh, to remake that. I guess, like we've like we've said, he's a kind of like Indiana Jones. He's a character of his time. So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> some yeah. of the, some of the, some of, uh, of 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 James just doesn't quite fit in. I mean, I, now I think that's been updated a little bit with uh, with Craig's Bond, but uh, still, you know, there's, there's the history. So anyway, uh, big congrats to squirrely Matt from the produce stand podcast, um, who will be, uh, with this, with Don and I on Podscure next week. So you should tune in for that. Uh, and even though James Bond didn't win seven votes for James Bond would have beaten any of our other opponents we've had so far undisputed. So Nikki, you did a great job. You were fan. You were Man. both fantastic. And real quick, that uh, the the, uh, the difference between the two is really surprising, considering the James, uh, the newest James Bond movie, No Time to Die, just came out what last week or yeah. two weeks ago. A week, yeah. So, so eight, that I was uh, that was really surprising. And before we do introductions, there's something yeah, yeah. that I've been uh, uh, um, I don't want to say bother me, uh, but I just feel like it's been missing is. Sure. If you are hearing this on the podcast, if you're not here with us live, one, shame on you because we're on every other Thursday, but just to let you know that. Number two, after or before, or maybe even pause this, go to your podcast app and uh, give us five stars or how many stars you can give us, and then um, leave us a review, You know, leave us a rating. Those things help us get seen on the podcast um, um thingies and uh, get us get us on those lists so more people can see us yeah so. and i just put up on our screen our uh, where you can find our links disputedpod.com slash links also uh you know you may be able to see I, i'm wearing my queens of woodcrest shirt which is part of uh, the merch for the boondocks podcast but we also have merch for uh for our podcast here so uh and you can find us find that at disputedpod.com slash merch so they'll make great uh, christmas gifts yeah, they will. <laughs> you have a big D on your chest. So. <laughs> and, 
anyway, so are we? Uh, are we ready to? Are we ready to uh, to do our introductions? Let's get ready to rumble. All right. So let's see. Let me bring in uh, Tim and Awesome here. Tim and Awesome, and then let me. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my introduction here. So uh, bear with me just a moment. Really quick, can I also get a yes. big D on my chest? Hey. hey now hey, oh. we got demand and dean on disputed so you got three d's on your chest so <laughs> oh, man. Sounds, like a, sounds like a thursday night for me bro there you go <laughs> oh. timmy oh. will take all the demand didn't know what he was this is this this is going to be the queerest episode of disputed so far and i'm very happy oh, about yeah. that so nice. uh right. so let's let, let's get kicked off here our first advocate today hills from New Jersey, then New York, but now lives in the City of Angels. That's Los Angeles to all you people who don't live in Los Angeles. Creator of the action horror comedy series Demon Hunter that Mitch Herod, founder of the Soho Horror Film Festival, described as Buffy for But Make It Gayer. Co-founder with his husband Robert Rice of Freaky Fight Funny Films, a production company dedicated to queer genre projects, a hands, uh, a, a professional fight choreographer, and a freelance ghostwriter because ghosts don't have hands and can't write for themselves, of course. There are some who call him Tim, but we know him as Tim. Oh, oh man. Tim, what's up? I, it's it's so good to have you here. Um, so, you are who are you? Number one, who are you advocating for today? Edward Cullen. Why? why, why? <laughs> okay, you got to go That's now. Tomorrow. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So, who are you advocating for today? Oh, can I why and how, and what do you what do you, what are you? Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. So, who are you advocating for today, and why? And what do you bring to the table? I am advocating for uh, Spike, a.k.a. Nice. William the Bloody. I have my action figure of him and Angel. And sometimes oh. they fight, and sometimes <laughs> they kind of kiss a little bit. Just <laughs> okay. on, yeah, how are we going? Uh, no, I, uh, uh, I, um, I love Buffy. I watched the show when it aired live the first time. And um, that's just like... That's my bread and butter is the show that made me want to pursue uh, professional uh, writing at all in the first place and then specifically writing for film and TV. So that really is the impetus for what brought me to L.A. was watching Buffy when I was a kid. Believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. Makes total sense. Yeah. So what so what do you what do you bring to the table in favor of Spike? Oh, man, um, I think, I mean, I, you know, like as a as a young gay gentleman. Uh, I can appreciate a lot of what uh, Spike brought to Buffy. There was a sexy element that like, was not quite there with Angel, was yeah. definitely not there with Riley. I am a big Spike <laughs> fan. There's one enormous blot on his record, which I'm sure we'll get to, which is kind of an attempted sexual assault that nobody ever really talks about 20 years later, but that definitely happened. Yeah. Um, but besides yeah. that, he's great. <laughs> so, you know, it's Very true. Totally fine. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I love, I love both our, our competitors, uh, both, I love both you guys as well as who you're competing with. So I, th th those are characters that are both near and dear to my heart. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. So, uh, thank you for joining us today. So, uh, awesome. Uh, Damon, are you ready to, uh, to introduce awesome? Absolutely. All right. Our 
It's another Californian. They say they're deeply uninteresting and uninteresting and very strange, which is something about every other writer says as well. They're the head moderator of the Letter Candy subreddit and have been known to ban 50 DGENs in one day alone. Quick figure trigger. They've also been referred to as the Letter Kenny Trivia Maven by some guy named Dean of the How Are You Now podcast. <laughs> there are some who refer to her as Auntie. But as far as we're concerned, they're awesome! Awesome, awesome, awesome. I just wanted to say say your name over and over again. That's <laughs> well, fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's awesome. <laughs> Maybe I could change mine to amazing if I was going to change it because I can't keep awesome now. Anyway. Original D. Hunter appeared awesome. on um, a panel show in Britain one, uh, well, several times, but one time in particular. And, oh, it was uh, Would I Lie to You? And uh, he uh, had to try and sell people on the idea that the D in his name stood for delicious. <laughs> so, virtue naming for the 21st sad. century. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> wow. Awesome. My wife yeah, is hitting well, on you. I love you, Tiara. <laughs> Give us about 30 minutes, T. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, the whole polycule is here, so. <laughs> hey, now. I enjoy being welcomed into this as a guest of this polycule. <laughs> yeah. The polypolycule. Oh, there you yes. go. That works on two levels. I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to start another podcast about it. <laughs> You're going to have more podcasts and fingers. Um, so, so awesome. <laughs> man, who are you advocating for this evening? And I'm why? advocating for our man, Prunchus Cassidy, because he's a sad bisexual disaster and I can. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, is is there any other kind of bisexual disaster aside, aside i mean there's a sad bisexual you can't have it without well, the disaster sometimes I mean, we can be manic, <laughs> manic. Oh. Well, you can have a manic yeah. disaster yeah. I, but if there's ever a disaster that's not bisexual i want my money back I do not. I have no interest in a disaster <laughs> that is heterosexual whatsoever. No, no cis het heterosexual yeah. disasters. No cis het disaster. We we just had one of those for four years. Hey yo! <laughs> I mean, there's well okay, there's disaster, okay. and then there's like dumpster fire. You know. Yeah. yeah well. End of the world apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Yep. Maybe oh, we man. more. Uh, We've avoided more apocalypses over the last uh, presidency than the uh, Winchesters. You know, and all of Buffy I feel like I've yeah. aged twenty years in the last four. So, yeah, five. I would be. Five. I'd rather be next to the Hellmouth. Yeah, I've definitely gained twenty pounds. I don't know if I've aged twenty years, but I've definitely gained twenty pounds. So. <laughs> 
as my friends right, in LA so- love to remind me of, by the way. See, <laughs> this is why yeah. LA sucks. Come to the Bay. We'll feed you up. No one gives a shit. Uh, just right. your feelings. You. It's I was going to say, it's LA. like, very much. Nobody wants know, to be in like, LA. I live in LA. That's LA. 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 So, by the uh, way, once you start that chain in any circle, oh, you will yeah, not no. stop. Everyone will just be playing LA. You've never life. had a taco unless you've had a taco in LA. Taco in LA. <laughs> but, but I do miss it in Oh, man. <laughs> So before we get off the rails here too yes. far, Demond, would you like to uh to to kick off what we're doing today? Yes. This episode brings disputes, but a dispute between two well-known vampires who are going head to head to determine who is the vampire you want in your corner. Who are these two blood feasting creatures, you ask? Only the two only two of the most iconic predators of the night to ever blow up in pop culture. Spike. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> yeah. that, why, why not? No, no sorry, I was refilling my drink. <laughs> All right. So our two. I was covering uh, for you, awesome. I was going to take that hit. I was, I was prepared to take that hit. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna let that one go. All right. Sorry, no, no, I'm <laughs> AKA William the Bloody of Buffy the Vampire say Spike AKA William the Bloody of Buffy the Vampire Slayer versus Crunchus. Thank you. Mr. Cassidy. (laughs) You can call him Frankie. That's the the actual origin of the the name Francis. Interesting. Yeah, it's Irish. Uh, Got it. Uh, you want me to go over the rules as well, sir? No, I, I'll I'll do the rules. So the rules, uh, as as I've told you before, are, are as follows: each each uh, advocate will get a five minute opening statement, followed by a two minute rebuttal from their opponent. Uh, after that, each of us as hosts will ask questions, uh, from which you will answer. Um, there may or may not be uh, questions from the audience that we'll bring in uh, on the screen, just like I showed you before. After that, each of you will get two minutes for closing arguments. Now, if you don't use all of your time, you will be able to bank your time. So if you uh, if you only use, say, three minutes for your opening statement and you need five minutes for a rebuttal, well, you've got that because you've got some extra time you've got. So um, so that's that's the rules. And after that, then we will give directions for everyone to go vote. Excellent. Cool. Can we get a little All clock right. up on the screen, like a little countdown? Or well, uh, yeah, you know, I, I I I tried doing that once, but it takes up the entire screen and it sucks. But I do have I have timers on my thing, which will which will honk when time is up. Uh, but but what I'll what I'll do is I'll I'll give you uh you okay. know I'll give you a one minute right. warning. How about that? Thank you. Okay, that will that work? Okay. All right, so my palms are sweating. Uh, by the way, I'm so nervous about like getting all my. You got mom's sp- mom spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, mom <laughs> spaghetti. Right. I have now. I have white wine. Cheers, slancha. <laughs> I've got uh, I've got water. But oh, it's in a, it's in a but go. it's in a Cheers. cup that swears at you. Well, I also have water. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> all right, so um, so I uh, we, so. Tim, you are our yep. first advocate, so okay. we will have you go first uh, and give your opening statement for William the Bloody. 
Okay. And... So just so I'm Go. clear, this is why he's sort of the best guy in your camp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why 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 you choose him uh, to be in your corner? Okay. I mean, what's what's he what's he got going for you? How you know? What's he, what's, you know, if you're, if you're in a fight at the hell mouth, mm-hmm. what, yeah, he's got your, you know, all that kind of stuff, the kind of, what, what he brings to what he brings to the table for you and your crew. Okay. So, right. I mean, obviously, Oops. uh, which is, you know, pretty common with any vampires. And I know this is true of Cassidy as well is the super strength, you know, the strength of 50 men. But in addition to that, Spike also picked up fighting styles throughout the, you know, hundred plus years that he's been alive. He's got great martial arts fights. He's been involved in some of the best fights in Buffy. Um, In addition to that, he is strangely loyal to a group of people once he gets involved with them. So you saw that when he was parading around the old world with Angelus, or Angelus rather, and Darla and uh, Drusilla. You saw that when he and Drusilla sort of formed their, their union and they had their minions. I mean, he wasn't necessarily loyal to the minion vampires that they would occasionally kill for fun. But beyond that, you know, he was really into it. Um, And then when he became a full-fledged member of the Scooby gang, he was there. And, you know, the best thing that you can do if you want Spike on your side is to have a beautiful young woman there that he will fall in love with. Because once he is in love with somebody, he is the most loyal person living or dead that you can possibly imagine. Uh, And, you know, He's got a heroic streak. He sacrificed himself for all of humanity. I mean, it was mostly Buffy, but he did sacrifice himself for all of humanity at the end. He allowed himself to be burned up with the amulet and destroyed, you know, all of Sunnydale, but did prevent the first evil from becoming, uh, you know, part of the world. Um, In addition to that, he uh, he's a musician and he's a poet and he's got a really cool accent and he's got really cool clothes and uh, cool nail polish and he'll always have your back. So I'm just here for Spike, 100. percent And again, maybe there might be he might kiss you if you just play your cards right. I'm just saying. There you go. Mic drop. All right. <laughs> All right. So you're uh, is that it? You're if that if you're there, then that you're banking three minutes. Okay, I will. I will. I will happily bank three minutes. Wait, hold on. Let me right. let me check my notes. Let me see if there's one more thing I got. Uh, but, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I'm good. I'll, I'll, right. I'll, you know what? I will credit Union those three notes because I don't like banks. Good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, all right. Awesome. Let's. Uh, when, once you're done with your swig, there. Go ahead and let's hear your uh, two minute rebuttal. Okay. To, to what you said earlier about Spike not being loyal to his minions, he runs through those fuckers like they're candy. Okay? <laughs> he does not give a shit about anyone but who he, like, his little bubble, right? He's got his little bubble, and those are the only people who are real people to him. Um, so, er, and also, I want to point out, he was called William the Bloody, not for any particular violence or deviance on his part, but because he wrote bloody, because no, because poetry. he wrote bloody awful poetry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is in the eye of the beholder. No, like, okay, I'm firmly anti-poetry. Effulgent like, is a great word. And he used it, it in a poem. No. Sorry, this is different. Uh, and also, the only reason he joined, he finally like went all in with the Scoopies was because he was like physically incapable of eating people anymore. That's the only reason he stopped eating people was because it hurt him. 
because somebody put a chip in. That's him. a technicality. Like you microchip a cat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so like, if that's his, does he well, have five G now? Only reason for his like heel face <laughs> turn, then that's that's not born out of any genuine moral contrition or anything. So there you go. That's that's my rebuttal. <laughs> fair all fair points i'll give you that yeah that'll work um so you you really get you have like 15 seconds to bank there uh but if you're ready for your opening statement for uh prontious i am ready let's go go for it okay so prontious cassidy was you know he he fought in the rising in 16 not like out of any like fervent nationalism, but because he wanted to protect his brother. And real quick, you may want to give a quick glimpse into what to the rising okay. is because uh, not he, everybody's uh, follows he fought Irish in the history. Easter Rising <laughs> in 1916, which was a pitched battle that lasted better part of like 25, 26 hours um, on Easter in 1916, that um, where the Irish tried to kick the english out of you know our country so uh you know so he had ideals but he's mostly invested in looking out for the people that he loves and when he decides he loves you that's it he's all in till the end even if it hurts him he'll do what he thinks you need him to do um so when he fell in love with Tulip, he did. He stood aside and he let her be with Jesse and that because that's what she wanted and that's what made her happy. And then when Jesse wasn't there, he looked out for her without, you know, crossing any weird boundaries. Thank you, Seth Rogen, for doing that and not doing whatever the comics did, because we're not going there. The comics. <laughs> yeah. And, and like <laughs> Even if he loves someone, though, like he loves his son, Dennis, but he also realizes when he did turn Dennis, he turned him out of love. And then when he realized how badly wrong that went, even though he loves his son, he did the right thing. And he pushed that man out of a window to fry in the sun because <laughs> he knew that Dennis <laughs> would never change. He would never get better. He didn't want to. And like, so... He, also, the next series, he fell in love with Icarius, and when he found out what Icarius was doing, he's like, mm, no, no. Mm-mm. So, you know, if hmm. he loves you and you're not evil, you're good! <laughs> and, uh, let's see, what else was I going to say? Um, yeah, okay, so, mostly, Cassidy is the most human character in Preacher. Like, for all that he's not human anymore, and he is constantly surrounded by human, other unhumans and whatever, he is like even more than Tulip in a lot of ways. He is more human than anyone else that we run into in Preacher. And even though he's always posturing like he's only out for number one, he does stand by his morals. He does try to help people he does because he can't countenance not doing it you know um he says he's like a a selfish bastard but practically everything that he does is selfless 
you know. So there you go. All right then. That's it. Is that it? Your bank, your 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 bank in okay. a minute and a half there. Um, so let me write that down Thank so you. I don't forget. All right. All right. So Tim, Yo. uh, let's 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 hear your uh, two minute rebuttal if we could. Okay. So full disclosure, I have not seen all the episodes of Preacher, but I read the comics yeah. many many times. So I'm more familiar with comic version of Cassidy than this what sounds like this kind of sanitized much nicer oh i would not say sanitized <laughs> not hygiene okay. his hygiene game was like... not on point <laughs> <laughs> he drinks shite that drip out of the back of an air uh, conditioner unit so gotcha 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 uh because i'm thinking very very specifically about when he thought jesse yeah. was dead when when Tulip and he thought Jesse was dead. Jessica. Did this happen in the show that Jesse fell out of the plane? Sort of. Um, like, so yes, no. Jesse is like okay. dead for a protracted oh, yeah, period. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in the comics, Jesse was literally like dangling out of a plane. Cassidy was holding him, trying to pull him up. The son was getting on Cassidy. Jesse used the word and said, just let me go, because he didn't want to kill Cassidy with him. Cassidy let him go. Jesse fell, lost the eye. And then Cassidy. Uh, just started like like plying Tulip with drugs and and alcohol just to keep her kind of sedate while he started a relationship with her and it was super gross and he just sort of like left a wake of terror you know behind him and that was and and Tulip was just the most recent woman that he did that with like in the comics they went to New Orleans and there was this other woman who also oddly lost an eye because of him there's a lot of yeah, eyes going has a thing going about eye violence yeah and it's funny because that did happen to Buffy too at the end yeah. Sander got that yeah he got the eye so yeah I you know what I say let's we've had a lot of eye patches in pop culture from like 2000 on L driver sure. you know all that kind of stuff I was like let's keep two eyes Let's try it. We'll just try two eyes. Sure. But um, uh, nope. oh, now you've oh. so you've you've hit your two minutes. But if you want, you still have three minutes. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to go further, I, I'm good. I will rest. I, I just want to real okay. quick here. I did ask you personally, Dean, in chat, if we were sticking strictly mm-hmm. to the TV versions or if we were including comics. Because if we're including comics, well, I got some shit to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I, I, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a little bit. Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a minute to uh, to discuss okay. that real quick. And that's not taking away from her bank's time, right? That should be no, no. Okay. It's I, I, we, yeah, we, we, Devon and I can have the have the full yeah. ability to grant additional time, like the podcasting genies we are. Right? These rules are very important. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no. So in the comics, yes, Cassie does do you know some very skeevy shit to tulip however i do want to say she she did start self-medicating that was her decision oh totally Um, he took advantage of her self-medicating and he supplied her self-medicating because he literally did not know what else to do because he is a junkie (laughs) and that's what he does that's his like only coping mechanism um which is not a defense but it is an explanation uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like I said, yes, he did take advantage of her medicated state, 
um, which is gross and skeevy. And there's really no defense against that. (laughs) I know. I was going to say, I wish there was some narrative where vampires from the 90s were not guilty of sexual assaults on the women. Well, I mean, it was the zeitgeist at the time, right? Like... I know. Well, I I think, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, because Spike is no different from Cassidy in that aspect either. Right. That's what, yeah. I mean, and and frankly, so are, um, what's their fucking buckets from Interview with the Vampire? They're both guilty of that. Yeah, Lestat. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Lestat. I mean, mean, turning turning a little girl. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. If Buffy were (laughs) made today, after that episode where he tried to, yeah. rape her in the in the bathroom I, I think he would have been staked and we would all have been like, yeah no he would have been right. like yeah, thrown out of the church done. clock tower in the sun fuck you die in a fire yep. exactly yeah. gas hundred oh, draws yeah. on right <laughs> she gonna she gonna yeet him into the, him into the, the sunrise the, the hole <laughs> there you go yep. yeah all right, Demond, you got you got any questions, Demond? Uh, I do. Um, Cassidy, uh, I've learned some. Uh, they're very; these characters are very, very similar. I'm more familiar with Spike mm-hmm. than I am with Cassidy. Clearly, I couldn't say his name. Um, uh, let's see. I am asking as an uh, Irish American. You're, talking, you're, you're asking, I'm Tim. asking Tim. Okay, so Tim, how yeah. do you think Spike would be? Because he doesn't have any progeny that I can remember. So, how do you think Spike would be as a dad? A great. He's a great role model. Everything about him is perfect. <laughs> he, has, he has very healthy relationships with women. Uh, he he has, There's no toxic masculinity. 100%. He would be a great dad. Slash. Uh, no, he's, he's like... Right. I personally... I, like, like, yeah. We'll stop the clock for a second. I personally oh, okay. have been changed quite a bit since I became a father and clearly I have a long way to go when you saw my interaction with my son earlier, but, but I've changed quite a bit. So how do you think, uh, let me, let me ask it this way. How do you, yeah. how would Spike, uh, how do you think Spike would change the most? How would he benefit the most? Well, cause the, the other thing is that we're really talking about three different spikes, right? There's, there's William Pratt, who was his, his uh, mortal self. And then he was turned into a vampire and so then he was William the Bloody, aka Spike, mm-hmm. for a hundred and was it yeah, something like that. Years? He's not a terribly exactly old vampire. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he was turned he's, in. He's younger than Angel. and Cassidy are fairly I think close he was in age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, um, and then eighteen eighty, because he did participate in the box. So rebellion. that would be about a hundred yeah. years. Yeah. But, oh, oh, someone knows when the box rebellion was. <laughs> yeah, Queens study <laughs> history, but. Uh, I'm with you. I remember when they were talking about the Boxer Rebellion of the show. I'm like, I totally know what that is. <laughs> um, but, uh, when the, when the bo- China, boxers came and fought out all the um, MMA people. But, uh, <laughs> um, uh, so then, you know, all of his William the Bloody slash Spike era. <clears throat> and then he's the re-insold or newly soul-having Spike that started in 2002 um, until the present day. So the the you know William Pratt not necessarily would make a great dad because he's not he you know he doesn't really have much going on for him. He's a man child. Uh, Spike very... slash William the Bloody. 
Definitely not, you know, homicidal psychopathic maniac with no soul. Probably not going to be a great dad. I would be interested. Like when they did that in the comics, when we briefly thought that Buffy was pregnant and then she wanted to get an abortion and he went with her and stuff. And it was like this very like kind of gentle moment where he was really being kind of caring and nurturing. And it's like, oh yeah, he has a soul. He still loves her. That would be kind of interesting to see him as a dad. Would I particularly want to see him as a dad? No, because I think his kid would be more fucked up yeah. than Connor. But um, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, come on. But I mean, that would be kind of like an interesting thing. But on the other hand, vampires can't have kids. So I don't know how that would happen unless it was some kind of magical Connor style <laughs> miracle that happened. So, yeah. There's got to be some uh, some mythos there about how you know once a once a year on uh, the Day of the Dead, uh, vampires are able to have to are are able to breed. Yeah, <laughs> their prostate is suddenly reinvigorated and able hey, to. Hey, I do not sperm. want to get into ABO fanfic uh, on here. That. Okay, we're not doing this. We're not crossing that line. <laughs> Listen, if we don't talk about vampire seminal fluid by the end of this hour, I am fucking leaving. Uh, <laughs> I was just talking to my gosh. husband about that. We were like, blah, blah, blah. We we're like, hey, you know the prostate's what makes sperm? Huh. Yeah. We don't know. Wow. How <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> anyway, now we have elevated the discourse. This is really fun. Uh, Sex and. I, I, I'm, all, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So, uh, mm. Uh, so awesome. If which uh, I'm trying to think how I should how I should word this. Um, what would be the difference? How would how would the Scooby Gang have benefited in having Cassidy instead of Spike? Good question. Okay, so Hit one the of the biggest differences between Buffy and Preacher is that in Preacher, vampires don't lose their soul when they become vampires. They still have it. That's like a huge fucking plot point. Um, so still having a soul, Cassidy still has morals. So he would have thrown in with the Scooby gang from jump, right? There would never... He would never have fought against them. He would always have been on their side. And being on their side, he would have done what they needed. He would have done the right thing from the off. There wouldn't have been an argument about it. He just would have used his strengths, such as they are, to their advantage right from jump. So there you go. That's that's it. Oh, that's a good ass answer. That is. <laughs> that's why she's awesome. Also, um, I married a awesome. man with a master's in philosophy. So, <laughs> oh, you're cheating! You got the inside info. <laughs> is that how you get the information? <laughs> that's how I get all my information. <laughs> I wish it worked that way. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> You okay, Demond? I love you. I'm also thinking people that are just listening to this in the podcast are going to have no idea what gesture Austin just made. Fuck, stop. Uh, I'm pretty red. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's just the whiskey. 
You have you have any more questions, Demond? Uh, actually, I do have one more. Um, I I brief I was reading the Wikipedia. I've never seen a uh, preacher. Now I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. Um, I am appalled. Really good. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> I'm Demond. I'm I'm a Demond. <laughs> Your dad jokes. Dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I'm not sure exactly. I, I saw the word. I was I was scrolling real quick, and I saw the word God. So I'm assuming God is in yes, the show. God is actually so, played by yes. um, oh, what's his on. name, Mark Summerother. Um, Halflin. So, uh, fuck, whatever. Jewish actor, great, well known for playing very crazy off the wall characters. Oh, that that's that's he exciting. wears a rubber dog suit. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Dalmatian. Because God's a furry. God, 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 God's a bit weird, yeah. Because <laughs> he's just like a yellow naked guy with no genitalia. Not comics. all the time. He never gets to like wear it. Yeah. Well, sometimes he's yeah. like red. Well, and then giant. sometimes he's just like yeah. literally a, the like, ball of flame or whatever. But uh, are you talking about Genesis? No, no, God, like God, God. Oh, oh, I guess he's sometimes a ball of flame in the comics. Yeah, no, because also I read the comics like at a very formative point in my high school career. So, yeah, same. (laughs) Didn't that blow your mind when you were in high school? yeah, so Gar- yeah, Garth Garth Ennis, yeah, Garth Ennis has that, you know, he's got that Irish Wait, Catholic and, and thing. And he's, he's, from he's, the he... fucking north. <laughs> so, like, he's got that whole extra level of bullshit going on. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, dark, dark, oh, dark yeah. humor uh, yeah. is in everything that Garth Ennis does, and it's beautiful. Uh, now, Crossed, on the other hand, as far as Gar- as a Garth Ennis product, is a Bit much, yeah, it's a lot uh, for a that lot of folks. Comes with like yeah. a pink slip of trigger warnings <laughs> as long as my arm. So, <laughs> oh, big no. time, yeah. Tiara, Tiara, yeah. As Tiara was reading those, she would get through one. She goes, Okay, I have to put yeah. this down for a while. <laughs> Go smoke <laughs> some weed and watch Bill and Ted. Like, just <laughs> I always yeah, tell you people need, if, they're, need, if they're like raised Catholic, what once they're 16, yeah. read Preacher, yeah. it will. It will <laughs> Recovering yeah. Catholic. Yeah. No, I, I, I read it when I was like 15. Yeah. So. Same. Yeah. I think I was 16. Yeah. I, the, I was at summer camp and the nerdiest kid at oh. summer camp was my favorite kid. Oh, yeah. He had all the comics. And, and so like we were talking about like X-Men and stuff. He's like, have you ever read Preacher? And I was like 16. I was like, I have no idea. He's like, here, he need the first three yeah. trades, which not to age myself, but at the time, those were the yeah, only trades yeah. that were out. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and so uh, I read them. And I, I read them in oh, like yeah, a no, day. You just tear through. Just, yeah, it was. They're so good. Oh, so good. <laughs> sorry. So I, I do have. I have one more question, uh, right. and I, I, I think Tim, this will this will probably be for you. Do you think Spike, as Cassidy did, would have jumped out of a plane? <laughs> <laughs> in order to save himself uh as Cassidy did in the pilot um, episode in, yeah. in that in that first episode in the pilot episode so he had, he had we, all the vampires so and, so it takes pl- so the, the first yeah. episode it takes uh Cassidy's in a plane uh he's he's actually working as a host uh serving drinks you know dealing cards whatever he's supposed to do yeah. um and there but this plane has been chartered by a bunch of vampire hunters who are heading into the sun. He realizes, uh, f- figures out who they are, starts a big fight. 
Um, <laughs> the pilot comes out. He jams him in the gut with with a with 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 the uh, with a part of a champagne bottle. Takes the cork out and he fills, fills it, a Fiji <laughs> as bottle. As going down, fills the cup. And grabs her umbrella like fucking Mary fucking Poppins. An umbrella and jumps out and ju- and jumps out of a plane. I mean, the thing is, that is one of those things where Cassidy and Spike very much coincide in our parallels. Like, I can see both of those. Like, if you had told me that that had happened in one of the Buffy comics and it was Spike, I mm-hmm. like there would have been no problem believing you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that oh, is yeah. one of those moments where I'm just like, yeah, absolutely, and especially like as especially with Buffy as the show went on and it got more creative and more kind of cavalier with its kills. And they're like, Oh, we're going to actually like have a little bit of like fucked up, like dark fun with some of these kills. And I like that preacher started that right off the bat, but I think in that sense, kind of Buffy crawled so that preacher could run. You know what I mean? Like we were missing that a little bit. Buffy was on network and, and and yeah, yeah. Preacher was on cable. So and after the watershed. Right. So, you know, they were allowed a lot of creative freedom. Seth Rogen and Sam Catlin and um Evan Goldberg were just allowed complete creative freedom to do whatever the fuck they wanted. No restraints, no restrictions, no bleeps, no editing. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously editing, but like no censorship. Yeah. You know, so Yeah. There, there's yeah. there it reminds me of when I saw um, the pilot of True Blood right. in 2008 on HBO and I was watching it and I was like, and especially I think because it's like Anna Paquin was a cute, perky girl with a blonde ponytail. Like, okay, oh, this is like the show <laughs> that they wanted yeah. Buffy to be, but they were restrained by being on the, the WB at the time. <laughs> no longer exists. Yeah. I know, I know. I said I, I referred to the CW accidentally as the WB around my um, co-writer uh, for um, Demon Hunters, oh. who's like twenty eight, and he's like, "What WB?" And I was like, You're <laughs> like "No, it's like you like immediately like crumble to dust, and like your headstone pops up." You know, I wanted like, to die. She's like, he yeah. instantly yeah. aged a like, hundred years it. in the span of half a second. I, and I surely did. I lost, my hairline went way back, and, and my my man boobs yeah, just no, started I had, sagging. I had to it was, explain it was not a good the other a uh, couple weeks ago. Number A, um, who um, Randy Johnson was, what the what the phrase "inside baseball" means? Yeah, and, big unit and. In fact, that he did explode a bird on national television. <laughs> yeah, and and, and yeah, in the process of awesome. having to do that, I felt myself like I felt my I felt my ghost leaving my body. I'm still haunted by that video, by the way, of that bird. Well, well which one? Which one bothers you more? That one or Fabio getting <laughs> face with a bird on a on a on a, on a roller coaster? Have well, you, did you see that? It's getting hit in the face. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. But like, uh, as long as the bird's okay. But like, that, oh man, but that like, because that bird fucking disintegrated. Guys. Yeah, that it was, was like poof. that was yeah. that was like a vampire being dusted in Buffy. Like it just, you know, that was that was rough. That was really hard to see. I don't ever want to see that again. Oh, did we lose oh, Austin. Yeah. Yes, you did. I'm sorry. 
I dropped out somehow. <laughs> you, you froze, and now it looks like you froze again. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh no, she froze. Oh well, that means I win, right? By that's, that's yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. the slaw. That's the slaughter rule, I think. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, awesome. I win. Oh, <laughs> oh no. It's, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Uh, let's let's give her a sec. Hopefully, she'll pop back in here. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, are you there, Awesome? I thought I heard her. Um, so let's uh, real quick. I guess we can. Uh, sit, uh, while we're waiting for her to come back, uh, let's uh, let's let's do your closing statement, uh, and then hopefully uh, they'll be back before you're done. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, oh God, I didn't really like prep my closing statement because I was so worried about my opening statement. So I will say, um, in conclusion, I feel that Spike, aka William the Bloody, would be the perfect member of your team because he's got the weird vampire ninjutsu, he's got the style, he's got the loyalty, and look. I'm going to bring the discourse even lower. If you, I can't remember the name of the guy who played Cassidy on the show, but if you like, you know, take his shirt off and then you put him next to James Marsden from 1999 with his shirt off, guys, it's not rocket science here. It's really not. It's not like it's, it's not a, a difficult SAT math problem. It's very clear who the winner <laughs> is. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. I went so- there. So yeah. who has who has the better so from Mar Marvi or Marvi uh, who has the better sounding accent? Okay, oh, okay, hang, hang on. Oh, you're you're back. you're back. Awesome. So, okay, I'm sorry, my internet exploded. I have no idea what the fuck well, just happened. Yeah. So there. so we, we we had we had Tim do uh, to do his uh, his his closing argument, awesome. but uh, but if if you're ready, would you like to give your closing argument? But uh, I'm going to ask you. Let me let me do this real quick while we have it on the screen. Between the two of you, real quick, who has no. the better sounding accent between Spike and Cassidy? Cassidy. <laughs> I will say Cassidy, but I do have a question. Yes. Before I can answer that. Okay. The actor that plays him in the show, Joseph Gilgun. Authentically Gilgan. Irish. Is he an actual he's, Irish? He's English. No, he's North, he's from the north of England. So he is he is doing an accent. That's not his actual accent. He is, but Number A, his facility with accent acting is better. Yeah. Okay. I think than no, Mar- um, Marsters wasn't bad. I, James, I think James Marsden does a, a Marsters. No, Marsters, oh, not Marsden. Marsden was in I, fucking X Men. <laughs> I think James Marsters, which by the way, we gotta talk to their people about changing the names because that's all I said. Right. But um I think James Marsters. I actually think he does a very admirable job. And like, it's one of those things where I, uh, this is years and years and years ago, but I was an actor and I was trained for theater acting. And so I know that that's where James Marsters comes from. He comes from theater and there's a lot of like attention put towards like accent work and stuff. And that's, and, and the other thing is, <laughs> let me tell you guys something. Uh, so I'm a filmmaker in LA and we do a lot of auditions for actors. It is a rare thing out here that you have an actor that is actually capable of faking an accent to such yeah. an impressive degree. Um, and also, no, and I would agree with that, that for his entire time on Buffy and Angel as well, which is really impressive. And now, yeah. when I hear either James Marsters or Alexis Denisoff speak, I feel like they're faking. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, it sounds bizarre. I'm like, oh, anyway. they're actually Americans. 
know. Or are they? Is it a long con? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it is. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things with the accent, um, like, I think Joseph Gilgan has a bit of an edge on the accent game because he grew he grew up in proximity to that mm-hmm. accent and he's got a lot of exposure to you know Dublin accents and what have you. He's I think he's better able to incorporate it. Um and he's he keeps it more consistent throughout the show's run than James Marsters was able to keep his cock well his fake cockney right. accent. Because I'm mean, okay so Spike's character grew up middle class or even like upper Victorian class. England. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well no okay so like mid class works differently over there. Um so Is it no, he, <laughs> no that's um, Australia. <laughs> but like what's what is considered upper class and middle class is just slightly different than how we do it right. over here. Um so William Pratt grew up very firmly middle class. His family was affluent he was afforded a university education in a time when not a lot of people were. Um, <clears throat> so he he did have that particular accent. And then he, like, once he becomes a vampire, he affects yes. a very yeah. down-market accent. He affects a very down-market style, um, much lower class than what he was born mm-hmm. to. So already the whole persona of William the Bloody and Spike are an affectation. Where, whereas, like, Cassidy as a character is just authentically himself 100% of the time. He never does anything that isn't true to himself. Um, he doesn't shed his accent, but also he doesn't play it up mm. either, mm. which I think is a fine line to walk as an actor. Um, yeah, because it always was very suspect for me when Angel spoke with a flawless Southern California accent, even though he grew up as Liam in Ireland. Right? And like when he was sired, he had a he had an Irish brogue, which was very convincing. And, um, yeah. Okay, can I? This is a pet peeve of mine. Do you know what the word "broke" means? I don't. It means shoe. Shoe. All right. Yes, okay. broke is a shoe. B R O F A G. Okay. It means shoe. So I don't know how that particular word came to be attached to the quality of Hiberno English accents or Irish accents or, or, or Caledonian accents, whatever. <laughs> Scottish. Scottish. Whatever. Scottish. It's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that word came to be attached to Gaelic people speaking not English, but it fucking. Oh, did. I want to know its that origin now. That's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, so like for the record, my grandfather is from Donegal. Well, it was I'm sorry, he's deceased now. Um, That's where Letterkenny is. And uh, his mother, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah Donegal, Ireland. Yeah. And his his mother was from a village called Gordahork, which is so deep inside the Gaeltacht, there is no English translation for the name. So the that's it's. Irish then, right? Not yeah. even Gaelic, but Irish. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so <laughs> no, that's Gaelic, right. I learned that's right, quote unquote, is a family. Yeah. 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 No, Gaelic is a family of languages. Right. Right. right? Um, 
and, and like uh, Scottish people speak Gaelic, yes. which is how they yeah. say the word. And, and if you talk to an Irish person, Barla, like in English, they'll tell you they speak Irish. Right. That's right. Than, with Ireland. Yeah. yeah. Is that they said. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also, by the way, I went to Ireland and I was talking to somebody who was like in a bar in, um, uh, oh, fuck, Galway. And um, okay, I yeah. was just, I was like, yeah, my family's from Ireland, blah, blah, blah. And he just like looked at me and he's like, oh yeah, you're from Cork, which is where my family is from. And I was like, what? Kind of yeah, because your name's O'Leary. Like we all know <laughs> yeah. oh, where you're yeah. Look, my maiden name's Boyle. Oh, there you go. So everyone, yeah. I love your Everyone knows about, where I come great, from. So great voice. Fucking, yeah. All right, anyway, awesome. Uh, so let's, let's have you right. give your uh, your two minute uh, closing statement, and so and we'll button this up for uh, for everybody. Okay, the reason that you want Crunchus Cassidy in your corner is number A. Man's got morals. Okay, he doesn't compromise on them. They're sketchy. He he does like have flaws, but he does have morals and he doesn't have to be coerced into following them. Number B, man's is loyal like a motherfucker. Mm. When he loves you, it's all in, no reservations. He will die for you. Number C, whatever preternatural strength is lent to, to vampires in the world. Honestly, it almost doesn't matter because he was like that as a human. He never knows when to quit, right? When when he decides something, it's 100% all the time. And, and like, yes, he can change his mind presented with evidence, which, you know, is the facility of a rational person. But unless and until he does that, he is entirely committed and, and like just so in the scene where where jess is trying to protect Cass by driving him away when they're in angelville he cuts Cass up and puts him in a packing box full of styrofoam peanuts and literally ships him off somewhere else like Cass knows that he still has to come back to protect jess and protect tulip and he he makes his way back and he's like, I know that you are ready to quit on us, but I am not ready to quit on us. You don't get to make that decision for me. So he does, he has convictions. He stands by them. He has morals. He stands by them. And lastly, again, he is the most human character in preacher. And as for somebody I want in my corner, I want a human. So there well you done. go. Well done, both of you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Damon. Yes. You have any, uh, would you like to do a bit of a recap there? Or, uh... Uh, wow. Uh, man, these get better and better, to be honest. Like, <laughs> um, now I got to go back and uh, watch and read Preacher. I'm not sure which I should do first. It's, I'm. No, watch okay. the TV yeah, show first. I agree. Okay. I agree. Um, I gotta watch it, man, because the comics are so okay. Great. The comics are great. Yeah. The comics are seminal. They are a foundational work of Vertigo, the publishing yes. house. Yeah, totally. 
totally. But watch this show yes. first. I this I just as I would say with the John, like, with Constantine as well. So watch yeah. the Keanu because the Keanu film is great on its own, uh, completely different from the comics. So yeah. This is a thing that I run into a lot being the huge fucking reader that I am when a movie gets adapted into a, a film or a TV show. Because your imagination does so much fucking heavy lifting when you're reading, you get these like firm ideas in mind. And when the film or the TV show naturally upsets them, it creates a sense of dissatisfaction. So if you've the opportunity, watch the film, watch the TV show, then read. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Because then like, you don't like build up expectations that were never, you know, explicitly text or because of the nature of adaptation and practical, you know, effects, Mm -hmm. you don't get let down. I agree. That's that. smart. So, yeah. That's very smart. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you. <laughs> oh, I love you too. <laughs> it's a love fest. I don't know who these Demand and Dean guys are. <laughs> uh, yeah, you and me, let's hang. <laughs> Road trip, we'll meet in the middle yeah. of Bakersfield oh. and we'll get high oh, as fuck. Sounds great to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bakersfield is shit, but San Simeon is like an hour away. All right. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Devon, is, was there anything else? Uh, so you're going to have to go back and read and watch. Uh, we're, man, we've talked about all kinds of stuff. We've talked uh, oh, vampires. Boy. We've talked loyalty. We've talked comic books. We've talked, uh, I hope this is the right Love. word, queerness. We've talked prostates. Oh, we yeah. had an anatomy lesson. This has been oh, yeah. insane. If you didn't learn anything or have any fun, then you need, like, like I say every week, you need to check your pulse. Because once again, this was awesome. <laughs> I agree. Yes, I am. It was awesome. And, 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 and before, and amazing before, as well. <laughs> and now, so now, yeah. so everybody knows. Uh, the, now that we've completed the dispute, you may go vote now at disputedpod.com slash Spike V Cassidy, uh, and uh, and you'll be able to vote for who you think the winner should be in this case. So, hey, can we vote you, or are we DQ? No, you can vote. I mean. Uh, we don't have to recuse ourselves as no, advocates. For- not okay. at all. I mean, all right. if you if you ran for president, you could vote for yourself for president. So why not? So there you go. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Also, very much like Cassidy, I would love to kiss Tulip O'Hare oh. on the mouth. Ruth you know what? I'm 100% so- gay and I would like to kiss Tulip on the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Tulip. Whether Ruth it's like Naga. Naga or the version from the comics, yeah, I'll no, like, tool. But like Ruth Nega with like her limerick accent, oh, like pin me down. Oh, me, even her please. her Texas accent is awesome. I had no clue. Oh, God. no, right? Dan like is... all the accent. Were, and, and also, like okay, in case you don't know, <laughs> Dominic Cooper is middle class yes. English. Yes. Yeah, and he has that like West te- or like that East Texas accent. Yeah, fucking down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where well, I'm from. So, <laughs> nice. yeah, right? yeah. I just feel like, like this is like, this is Ruth Nega's decade where she just keeps oh, getting these. Did you see, did you see her final little ass in Hamlet? I sure did. <laughs> I died. I know. You know what? I loved her in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., man. Like, she was great. So good in everything. <laughs> like, Loving versus I Virginia. Love, or loving, I love, yeah, yeah, love. Loving versus, versus it's just not loving. I think, oh yeah, yeah, loving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
Oh my god, I know. she is just amazing. Yeah. And she played Shirley Bassey, queer icon. <gasps> I did not know that. Yeah. And I love Shirley yes. Bassey. Yeah, I love right? I love Shirley Bassey's crazy ass so much, <laughs> and I love mm. Ruth Nega playing Shirley Bassey's crazy ass. I'm just <laughs> that would be beautiful. I gotta watch no, that. No, right. Yeah. I, I have a very I have a specific weakness when it comes to black women and the, it's they're all beautiful. Oh. I, I agree. <laughs> I, and I get to hang out with three of them every week. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. All right. Well, so uh, r- real quick, both of you. Um, so, uh, Tim, yes. give us uh, tell us where we can find you and, and your stuff. Uh, and, okay. then, and then when you're done. Awesome. You you as well. Thank you. Uh, so you can find me at uh, Tim O'Leary online, T-A-M-O-L-E-A-R-Y-O-N-L-I-N-E on all the social meds. So Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can also go to demonhunter.com, which is D-E-M-O-N-H-U-N-T-R.com. We leave off the last E like grinder because we're a <laughs> um, Or Tumblr. Or Tumblr, but it's grinder. <laughs> um, and through that, you can find out all the info for the uh, digital series that uh, I shot before the pandemic that is finally out now. And it's doing the festival circuits now. It is a queer uh, action horror comedy where uh, half of the cast is women. 95% of the cast are BIPOC. Uh, pretty much everybody in the cast is LGBTQIA+. So it's a, it's a spiritual successor to Buffy, but the version of Buffy I would have wanted to see, which is very queer and diverse. So. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. And my husband is in it and he's amazing. So. <laughs> Away! Yeah. Okay. So I am, what do you mean it's not awesome? <laughs> on Tumblr. Um, same thing on Twitter, but abbreviated. I am ashamed of yourself on Reddit. I am the head moderator for the or letter Kenny subreddit. Um on oh I'm on uh Instagram too as what do you mean it's not awesome? Uh and archive of our own. There you go. As what do you mean it's not <laughs> awesome? Very prolific writer of, of the of the fanfic. Well, pro no, I'm, I'm hardly prolific. <laughs> <laughs> she she says understatedly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so yeah um so yeah this is a uh, great great episode and all the all these links will be in our show notes and everything uh demand uh of, so now i know i said in in, the, in our notes it says two weeks from today it may be two weeks minus one day so uh so 13 days a baker's a baker's dozen <laughs> from today so go ahead, if you want to read the uh the out in 13 days from today we will be bringing you a dispute that's sure to tantalize the mind of every fan of ser- of the serial killer genre. Dexter Morgan versus Hannibal Lecter. With advocates <laughs> with advocates Acadia Einstein and Moxie Labouche. Moxie Labouche. Moxie, yeah. Wait, who's Hannibal? Uh, ha- uh, that is uh, Acadia. Uh, so yeah, Boxy will be will be uh, advocating for Dexter. So cool. that should be that should be a good one. Yeah, looking forward to it. I fucking love Hannibal. <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah. And they're all and I'm looking forward to the new Dexter uh, continuation of uh, mm-hmm. correcting the fuck up. So <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. 
I think that's everything we got. So, uh, so until until next time. I'm Vimon. I'm Dean. And remember, everything, everything is disputed. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the episode and that you will go vote for your winner. We give a huge, huge thanks to our guests and their advocacy for their characters. And finally, we'd like to thank the artists who created the music that helps make our show so great. We've got Hard Fight by Tajirajis, Fight Club by Evil Bear Boris, Fight Makes Right by Atake, and This Party Sucks by Done With Fish. You can find all of them on freemusicarchive.org. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, I it's our our